Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Bro Radio Theatre, broadcasting on 98.1 FM. It's showtime. Tokens and treasures, yesterday's pleasures, once proud possessions and heirlooms of old. Dented and tarnished, scarred and unvarnished, in old Portobello their port and their soul. To glorify a regal abode For it did the flotsam in Portobello Road Can you find the treasures in Portobello Road? Rare alabasters, dusty old masters Carpets from Woodyard and coins from Bombay Strappings from coaches Byzantine brooches A harpsichord Chopin was rumoured to play Poissonne flagons, ivory dragons Mandolins mellowed by music of yore Austrian crystals, Napoleon's pistols Swords that came back from the Crimean War Treasures in Portobello Road. Bird watches and books, censored and banned books, volumes on alchemy, voodoo and zen, Bibles and bride books, revenues guidebooks, a black magic course from a sorcerer's pen. Boxes. Taxi foxes. The solid pick of Henry VIII. A quill used by Shelley. A bruised Botticelli. Religious equipment of every known fame. The crowns of the Magi. The rings of Araja. A filigreed samovar owned by the Tsars. An ancient mosaic. A scroll in Hebraic. The snipper that clipped old King George's cigars. Portobello Road, Portobello Road. Straight where the riches of ages are stowed. Anything you're purchasing is more than it seems. You're buying the story of mystery. And dreams. Welcome to It's Showtime. I'm Ryan Sutton. And I'm Jodana Weekly. Now, this week is all about Joe. Yeah. 
Uh, all about me. It is. Yeah, <laughs> last week, uh, Joe interviewed me. And now it's my turn to interview Joe on her musical theatre history, basically. Yeah, if you've got your popcorn, are you ready? Everyone got their like 5,000 cups of tea? <sighs> Maybe a glass of wine or two. <laughs> Or a bottle. <laughs> well, so we opened with Bedknobs and Broomsticks. We did, Portobello Road. What's that about? I remember going and staying at my nan's, my nana weekly, bless her. And we used to, I remember she had VHS, very similar to yours last week, when you mentioned you watched Rogers and Hammerstein. Yeah. She had VHS of Rogers and Hammerstein, but she also had Mary Poppins and Bedknobs and Broomsticks. And I remember she'd have, she had a spare room, and we'd just go in there and we'd watch the films. So... When I think back to that time, bed knobs and broomsticks always comes to the front of my mind, really. And it was interesting because earlier on this year, bed knobs and broomsticks was on Sky. And I remember I sat down and I watched the whole film. And do you know what? It was so nice. It's actually such, it is a really nice film. And, I, and it was so clever. So, so clever. Um, so that's probably one of my first, that's the reason why I chose Bedknobs and Broomsticks as an opening, because that probably was the introduction into the musical theatre world. Amazing. I'd say very similar to mine. Um, any other films from Nanny Weekly's Spare Room? Oh, yeah, there is actually, because I do remember, so like I said, with Mary Poppins and everything, but The King and I, I used to watch it all the time. That and Sleeping Beauty, the Disney film. I, I know that, like, so well but the king and i and i remember there was a scene where he's talking to anna and it's where he goes etc 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 and he does that yeah, that, yeah. like the, the the arm movements that you know and i just remember that in my head while i was sat in my nana weekly's house and just watching that so yeah it's, it's strange isn't it what you remember and my first you know yeah it's yeah that's probably my first memory uh what song from king and i Oh, I think I do like getting to know you from The King and I. It's a very ancient saying, but a true and honest thought, that if you become a teacher, by your pupils you'll be taught. As a teacher I've been learning, you'll forgive me if I boast, and I've now become an expert. On the subject I like most Getting to know you Getting to know you Getting to know all about you Getting to like you Getting to hope you like me Getting to know you Putting it my way, but nicely You are precisely my cup of tea <laughs> Getting to know you Getting to feel free and easy When I am with you Getting to know what to say haven't you noticed, suddenly I'm bright and breezy Because of all the beautiful and new things I'm learning about you day by day 
So that was Getting to Know You from The King and I, and here I am, Getting to Know You. (laughs) (laughs) So cheesy. So um, when did you actually first get involved in musical theatre? I was six years old. My cousin joined Spotlight, and I wanted to join Spotlight, you know. It's only fair that I joined it as well, (laughs) copy my cousin. Um, And I remember I was six. I was down at the New Jerusalem Hall downtown yeah and i was given an audition um in front of, i think it was marilyn sylvester marilyn and sylvester yeah, yeah. Um, and jane howell who's a friend of my mum's got me the audition and i remember standing on a i remember it again i was standing on a table and i sang happy birthday in welsh so pembroke happis and that's all i sang and they were like yeah you can come down on a saturday afternoon and join the kids chorus so 
my first ever show and my first ever time on stage was Sleeping Beauty with Spotlight. And I remember actually that um, I have got a video back in the days. I'm sure there's somewhere in the house. Um, and I was in the in the children's chorus and I had a mop cap on. You know, but you know, we had to wear the mop cap and a little pinny for and everything. Yeah. But the mop cap literally was like over my eyes. So <laughs> all you see is me trying to look up because I can't see anything. And it was just, oh gosh, yeah. My mum was like, can't cope that you had the mop cap so low down. <laughs> that was probably the the fit. Well, that was the first panto and the first show I ever done. So yeah. And then from from there, I suppose when you do pantomimes. You know, you are you just touch on some musical songs, don't you? Really? Yeah. So yeah, okay. I watch King and I, and I watch Bed and Broomsticks. Um, but I only saw them as films. I didn't. Yes. I didn't see them as musicals because that's not something that I obviously knew. Um, but I do remember when I was about eight, um, I watched the Bette Midler version of Gypsy, and it eight. was a film. I know I was eight. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Oops. And I absolutely loved it. Like I watched it continuously. I recorded it. And then I took it over my Nana Weekly, who was quite shocked um, because <laughs> when I showed her the film, her word was, but it's about, it's about strippers. <laughs> I was like, yeah, <laughs> and? <laughs> so I do, when I think of Gypsy, I think that's going to be, that's one of my favourite musicals as well because, you know, that was the first kind of musical yeah, yeah. I feel that I kind of fell in love with. Um, and I just remember everything's coming at Roses and just hearing the songs just amazing and I think that's where I think that's where the musical started to hit me a bit more then I had a dream a dream about you baby it's gonna come true baby they think that we're through but baby You'll be great. 
Oh, I love. I do love that song, and I'm glad you chose that. Thanks. It is bad. It's not. Sorry, it's not Bernadette. Well, I'll, but, I'll know, let you have that one. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So, um, it's time to talk now uh, to touch on your top top musicals. Oh. So, um, <laughs> do you think maybe you could? you know a small selection we can fit into this show oh do you know what? i'll try i just you put me on the spot now but i will try i probably won't get it down but we'll, we'll give it a go we'll give it a go let's do that so give me one for now okay so um we we did play it a couple of weeks ago but as ryan has said hairspray was one of my favourites, and Tracy Turnblad was one of my dream, dream roles. Um, I just think it's such a feel-good show. I've seen it, I don't know how many times. I've watched the film, I don't know how many times. Um, and I just think every single, well, I just think it's such a good show. I can't, there's nothing bad about it. Every number, every line, it's, it's funny, it's sad. So yeah, I think Hairspray is going to be one of my top. I can hear the bells. Tracy, are you all right? Well, don't you hear them chime? I don't hear anything. Can't you feel my heartbeat keeping perfect time? And all because he touched me. He looked at me and stared, yes, he bumped me. My heart was unprepared when he tapped me and knocked me off my feet. One little touch and now my life's complete. Cause when he nudged me, love put me in a fix. Yes, it hit me just like a ton of bricks. Yes, my heart burst, now I know what life's about. One little touch and love's knocked me out And I can hear the bells My head is spinning I can hear the bells Something's beginning Everybody says That a girl who looks like me Can't win his love Well, just wait and see Cause won't be late because round three's when we kiss inside his car won't go all the way but i'll go pretty far then round four he'll ask me for my hand and then round five we'll book the wedding band so by round six amber much to your surprise this heavyweight champion takes the
cry But I can't see cause Link and I are French kissing Listen, I can hear the bells I can hear the bells My head is reeling I can hear the bells I can't stop the feeling Everybody warns that he won't like what he'll see Right, Joe, I'm going to stop you now for a second because we need to do a bit of news. Okay, fine. (laughs) Um, So, Club Tropicana is opening this week at the Wales Millennium Centre and it stars um, Joe McEldry. And from Club Tropicana, this is... Club Tropicana. Some sad news announced on the 31st of July as uh, Hal Prince passed away at the age of 91. Among Prince's Tony Award-winning works were the original production of Sweeney Todd, West Side Story, Cabaret, Fiddler on the Roof, and the record-breaking hit The Phantom of the Opera, which is currently the longest-running musical on Broadway. His other Broadway credits include The Pajama Game, Damn Yankees, A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum, Company, Parade, She Loves Me, It's a Bird, It's a Plane, It's Superman, <laughs> uh, Pacific Overtures, On the 20th Century, Kiss from the Spider-Man, Merrily We Roll Along, and The Review Prince of Broadway, which marked his final Broadway credit. So he's done quite a lot. He has, and he was presented with a Tony Award for Lifetime Achievement in 2006. Oh, bless. I know on the evening of the 31st, Broadway and West End dimmed their lights at 7.45 in memory of Hal Prince. 
Nothing's gonna harm you Not while I'm around Nothing's gonna harm you No, sir, not while I'm around Demons are prowling everywhere Nowadays I'll send howling I don't care, I got ways No one's gonna hurt you, no one's gonna dare Others can desert you, not to worry, whistle I'll be there Demons will charm you with a smile for a while, but in time, nothing can harm you, not while So, Joe. You joined Spotlight at a very young age. I did, I did. <laughs> what um, what memories have you got from early days? So, like I said, I've got the, the mop cap memory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I do remember, it's actually interesting, but I do remember doing Bugsy Malone with Spotlight. And I remember doing the whole um, shave and foam. But I, I do remember being sat um, at the table and they'd given us, and we had the, memo curtain closed and we were all given a plate with some sort of shaving foam on and I remember everyone was like one two three go and you just had to check it on your face because you heard the banging and then like the gunshots and then the curtain would open and there we are covered in <laughs> yeah yeah so, so I do remember that um and I do remember we did kind of like a review show okay um and I was about I think nine or ten and we were able to audition for certain roles and I was given my first ever, well, it was a duet, but it was obviously a, one of my first ever solos, really, for me. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, very lucky, because I was part of then the Von Trapp family. Um, right. But my actual duet was with a friend, Stacey, and we sang Somewhere Out There from American Tale. Oh, and I do remember that, because we were down in St. Mary's Church in the hall. Yeah. And obviously they had a big stage, so we were pretending to do stuff and I just remember me and my friend coming up with like really like doing our own dance moves <laughs> so you know if you if, when you listen to the song you'll, you'll probably be able to tell exactly what kind of dance moves we did <laughs> somewhere out there beneath the Somewhere out there 
very nice song, Joe, but the dance moves that you were doing to accompany it just now were a bit ropey, if I'm honest. I was nine. <sighs> I don't class myself as a choreographer. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, I, you know, I was very lucky to be given that opportunity because I think that's then, that, that time, given that little solo, was probably where, you know, I found my voice, I suppose, in a way. I definitely did. Um, and then from there... I left Spotlight. Yeah. And I joined Billboard Ensemble for their first panto, which is where obviously we met because you were Dopey the Dwarf. I was. And I was Happy the Dwarf. Very yes, good. I was. I was. Um, and yeah, I was, you know, very lucky to have um, joined Billboard because I was, I've been very lucky with roles across the years as well. What's your first uh, sort of big memory with Billboard? I've got so many. I really have. So, obviously, I remember. I remember doing Snow White. Yeah. Um, then we did Southern Love, where I had uh, there was a trio, and I sang Tomorrow from Annie. Ah, yes. Um, and there, there is a video, and it's actually quite funny because I was used as a dancer in that bit. It's quite lucky, you know. Um, and yes, yeah, so I do remember that. Then we went to Cinderella. I mean, literally, my. The memories I've got of Billboard, because you think I was 10, yeah. 9, 10, and I just, well, I grew up with Billboard. I didn't leave until I was 20, so wow. I know. it's um, Yeah, I remember playing Flounder in uh, Little yeah. Mermaid, the yeah. first panto. Um, but I think my biggest role that I was given um, was in The Wizard of Oz. So when I was 16, um, I was in my GCS, my final GCSE year, 15, 16. Um, and, oh no, I wasn't. It was my first A-level year, sorry. And I was cast as Dorothy, Dorothy Gale. Um, so that was probably my big, my lead, no, my leading role um, in Billboard Ensemble. And like I said, I was fortunate to get other roles through, throughout the years of being there. But that was, you know, being the, the last one to walk down in the finale is quite a, yeah. Wow. 
So that was Somewhere Over the Rainbow from The Wizard of Oz. And of course, you played Dorothy. I did. But then at the age of 20, you moved on from Billboard. I did. I did. So from so basically, um, I'd obviously done my GCSEs in music and drama. I did my my A-levels in performing arts and theatre studies. And I decided that I wanted to pursue a career in musical theatre. That was, you know... I absolutely adored singing, um, being on the stage, being able to act. You know, it's just it is an amazing thing to be able to do and to and to enjoy it. It's always if you can enjoy your job, they say that you know that's it, really, isn't it? Yeah. So um, when I was twenty, I auditioned for I auditioned for a couple of venues, a couple of musical theatre courses. So one being Mount View, um, and I actually got to the finals for Mount View. Um, but obviously I didn't get in, but they did offer me the foundation course, uh, which was an evening course, which at the time I didn't feel I wanted to do. Um, So I went and auditioned for the London School of Musical Theatre. And I was very lucky enough to, well, I was fortunate enough to be offered a a place uh, in the school. Um, And it's a one-year, intense one-year course um, where you literally... I can't, it's like you literally spend the whole day in, in musical theatre land. So you arrive at nine, you have near enough two hours dance, or was an hour and a half dance, an hour and a half drama, and then four hours singing every day. Wow. Um, so you'd, one day you would be um, with Tony Padretti, who was the singing teacher. Um, so you'd be, one day you'd be with him, and then the other day you'd be with Charles Miller, um, who was the resident composer. Um, and he's written some lovely musicals, um, which hopefully I can play for you I, this in the next couple of, couple of weeks um, and yeah so we and then on the Friday we'd have a performance class so again we do the drama we do the dance and then on the, on the Friday then we'd have people like Helen Hobson uh, people like Norma Atala um, who was in the Mamma Mia film and Caroline O'Connor who was in Moulin Rouge she yeah. was the one who played Roxanne well, well yeah, you know. yeah yeah um, so we had so we were very 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 lucky enough to to be able to to do that every single day and is there is there a show that you workshopped or rehearsed for i did that stands out yeah so um as with every um musical theater course you do have an end of year show right um so there was there were two shows you had into the woods by stephen sondheim and you had big top which was written by charles miller right. um, and you auditioned for the both and then obviously you get you get slotted into what character they felt you would fit into and um at the time they well i was chosen to play little red in into the woods so that does have a very big place in my heart because we performed at the bridewell theater which is an off west end theater and yeah it was just it was an amazing experience because we only had four weeks to put that together so we returned off uh, return, returned from Easter holidays and literally it was straight into the studio and you know bashing the notes out for the first couple of days straight into then acting it out you know so within four weeks we were able to put that on and 
you know, and I think that's, and that is intense, but that's exactly how the West End is. So in a way you were, you were prepared for the West End. I, that's how I feel. It was a good preparation for, you know, the musical theatre life. Mother said straight ahead not to delay or be misled. I should have heeded her advice, but he seemed so nice. And he showed me things, many beautiful things that I hadn't thought to explore. They were off my path, so I never had dared. I had been so careful, I never had cared. And he made me feel excited, well, excited and scared. When he said, come in, with that sickening grin, how could I know what was in store? Once his teeth were bare, though I really got scared, well, excited and scared, but he drew me close and he swallowed me down, down a dark, slimy path, where lie secrets that I never want to know. And when everything familiar seemed to disappear forever, at the end of the path was Granny once again. So we wait in the dark until someone sets us free, and we're brought into the light, and we're back at the start. I know things now, many valuable things that I hadn't known before. Do not put your faith in a cape and a hood. They will not protect you the way that they should. And take extra care with strangers, even flowers have their dangers. And though scary is exciting, nice is different than good. Now I know, don't be scared. Granny is right, just be prepared. Isn't it nice to know a lot? And a little bit not. So you find yourself in London, in college, a young 20-year-old. I know, that is quite young though, isn't it? Yeah. And when I look back now, I was like, yeah, I can do it, I can do it. And actually I think, oh my goodness, I cannot believe I managed to survive up there. And so, uh, uh, talking of surviving, I'm presuming you'd, you'd needed to have gone out and Got a job, basically. Yeah, so it's very difficult. Obviously, you can't really do a nine-to-five job. No. Um, because you do need da- need your daytimes to rehearse or whatever, an audition. So um, my first job up in London was working at the Lyric Theatre for NIMAX, where Cabaret was being performed. So I was just a ticket assistant, you know, front of house selling programmes. Um, and then after that, I that closed. Um, so I got a job at the Dominion Theatre, which, which was the home of We Will Rock You. Um, so I spent, well, basically nearly four and a half years working for, for the Dominion Theatre for Nederlander. Oh, wow. Yeah. And f- I mean, I started off again as just a ticketing assistant, um, just sat in selling programs. I was known as the Malteser late, the Malteser girl. <laughs> and actually to this day, if you go onto the Facebook page, <laughs> someone actually says, love the show and I love the Malteser girl. That was me, guys. <laughs> um, and yeah, so from the... You know, and with London, it's so expensive. And I think that's one thing um, when it comes to moving to London. You do need to look at everything. You you know, that's fine to move away, but it is so expensive. If I think of how much I paid for my room, just a room, you know. But um, so to get extra cash, um, obviously around certain auditions, I would do, I would sell merchandise for the Dominion Theatre. I would do a deep clean on a Monday. Uh, I used to work on a Sunday. They had a church called Hillsong. So I used to work the, at the church. Wow. Um, I then did some events assistance. So I did a lot of um, setting up for 
conferences because they start they opened their own events company because um, they got a big studio upstairs and um i just started working that and that's literally you know and then i'd have days off for auditions and you know and so i had some really good years and then i had some really bad years i mean that is the business um i always think back to 2010 that was probably the most um that's probably the best times for my auditions when i was in 2010 um and then you know, with with the musical theatre world, it's something that I would say you. Nothing prepares you for it. It really is a hard, hard business to get into. You, and you know, people think people say, "Oh, I thought you would have made it up there." Or people say, you know, and you're like, actually, you don't realise how many musical theatre courses are up there, and how many people for, um, can play the age range of eighteen to twenty five with brown hair and brown eyes. You know, there's so much that you've yeah. got to look at when you go to London. So. You know, from that, um, I continued with my auditions, but then I was offered um, an events coordinator role. And it was literally just like a three month um, kind of just covering, just helping out. Um, and then after the three months, I got offered um, an extension over Christmas. And I kind of thought, oh, do you know what? It's Christmas, it's extra money, let's go for it. And then in the January, I was offered uh, by the CEO of Nederlander, Jerry Katzman, um, he actually offered me a permanent role as the events coordinator um, in the Dominion Theatre. So it's not something I ever thought I would do. And my dad being a chef has always said, never get into hospitality. Yeah. Yeah, well, unfortunately I just went straight into that. But that was the time that I met so many, and it's gonna be name dropping times now, but, You know, I being up there, the amount of times I'd kind of, you know, cross paths with people. I was walking down the street, I bumped into Kira Knightley. We literally nearly bumped into each other. Um, I was walking with Jude Law along Covent Garden. You know, it's, it, and London is the place to be for stuff like that. Yeah. But I do remember the studio opening and um, we had so many musical theatres and plays interested because it's a private space. No one can get upstairs. It's a beautiful space. Um, so I remember we've had... Um, Legally Blonde rehearsing we had hairspray rehearsing the amount of times I wanted to throw Trace Timber <laughs> down the stairs you know I'm not I'm not a nasty person but I wanted to be Tracy <laughs> um, we had we actually had um, I remember being called uh, by one of the production companies and I went downstairs to meet with the client and it was actually Sir Trevor Nunn oh wow and it was just unreal and I remember uh, speaking to the client, like, hi, nice to meet you. And she went, oh, this is. And I was like, Trevor Nunn. And she was like, Sir Trevor Nunn. Oh. I was like, I'm so sorry. And it, he was so cool. He was like, no, it's fine. And you know what? He returns to this day still to the studio. I'd like to think that was me. Um, but his production manager um, was basically um, Wynn. And he was from Wales. So straight away, we had a great connection. And it was just so much fun because they did Flare Path, which had Sheridan Smith in, Sienna Miller. Uh, they did um they had we had another show with uh joanne lumley she was in it and she was lovely uh, we had the coronation street musical which was interesting <laughs> <laughs> um but we you know we were so lucky and again during that time we also celebrated we were rock you's 10th anniversary um and we turned the whole theater into a party venue in the night so downstairs we had this massive light up dance floor with a band on the balcony um we had like a sweet dessert area um no way of a lie andrew lloyd webber walked past me i could have touched him <laughs> i didn't but i could have um i used to look after brian may and anita dobson so yeah, i 
my time in London, although, okay, I didn't unfortunately make it in the musical theatre world, but I did live a very, very exciting in life up there, really. But you are in a bubble. So that's one thing I will say. So I, a large portion of that is all based around the Dominion and We, we Will, Will Rock, Rock you. you. Yes. So I'm going to make you choose a song from We Will Rock You. Okay. So I... Oh, goodness, that's quite a hard one to do because every single song has got... Every single song is great, but I do love um, Somebody to Love. It's a good belty number. Can anybody find me somebody to love? Somebody to love, find me, somebody to love. 
I'm quite envious, Joe, of you being in London and meeting all those people. Really? No, I am, genuinely. <laughs> it was a really, really exciting time up there. Um, and I lived, I lived in a lovely house. And actually, I lived in what I would probably say like a fame academy house. That's literally how my life was. So yeah. I lived with Paul uh, and my friend Tiff, who were musical theatre background. Um, I also lived with a drag queen, Mary Mack, who is very well known uh, right. across the UK. And I mean, gosh, he's done so many things. It's amazing. He actually um, borrowed my clothes sometimes. <laughs> um, and uh, Mary Mack's partner. So we had a very, very musical house. It was a very, very fun time. Very exciting time up there. And as you mentioned, it didn't quite work out for you to stay there. No, it, you know, it is, again, like I said, it is a very difficult, it's yeah. a hard business to get into and you do need a very, very thick skin and I'm going to put that out there. Um, and, you know, part of me thinks maybe I should have stayed longer, but uh, back in 2013, I'd lived in London for six years. I just felt that I needed a little bit of a break and to step back from being in the London bubble um, because all I literally was doing work, eat, sleep, repeat. Um, you know the auditions have gone a bit s slow um, so I kind of felt that it would be a good time to just step back and recharge my batteries and then decide which route to take from there um, so I moved back home I got a job as a venue hire officer at Wales Millennium Centre um, where again so I was still in the musical life you know I was still yeah. in I was still doing events which is what I had the experience in um, but I was also then still in the musical theatre kind of background. So it was really nice to have and still be involved in. After a year of being at home, um, I was approached by a friend to join a band. And I was offered um, female vocalist for Jumping Jimmy and the Nice Guys. And yeah, I hated it. I, I, honestly, <laughs> the first, um, first probably four or five gigs, I absolutely hated. I was petrified because you'll know that in a musical you play a role so you're playing a character yeah whereas when you're actually gigging you have to be you have to be yourself really yeah. you haven't got anything to play behind or you know hide behind so i did find it really really um nerve-wracking but um i have been with jumping jimmy's now for five years wow so something has changed yeah um I do put like a kind of, I do think of what would Beyonce do, you know, she's Sasha Fierce, so I try and do a different kind of, uh, I have I have a bit of a stage presence, yeah, you know, yeah. I got my stage my stage mask on. Um, but yeah, so I've been with Jumpin' Jimmy for five years and I am also in a wedding band as well. So we're going to go slightly off musicals now, just for one song, because I'm going to ask you what your favourite number is that you perform in the band. Oh, we, we're a function band, so we have so many numbers, but uh, we recently we recently recorded one of our, a couple of our songs, um, and Say a Little Prayer, Aretha Franklin, that's one that I do enjoy singing because I get quite a lot of compliments from people because they say it takes them straight back to a certain time in their life. So yeah, I'd say that's a really nice one to, to sing.
was actually Joe Danner singing uh, Say a Little Prayer. So I believe that you were in a, a Welsh language production of Les Mis. I was. Um, so the Irv, which is the Welsh um, sort of student group kind of thing, um, they actually performed, yeah, the first ever Welsh language uh, show, yeah, Les Mis, basically. Yeah, it's true, at Wales Millennium Centre. So again, I was that was when I was in... In my A-level year, yeah. Oh, it was that, yeah, that long ago? Yeah, it was that ago. long ago, yeah. Oh, so, wow. Although it wasn't professional, I suppose it, it is, again, hist- historic, basically. Yeah, yeah. Because um, they have done it since, but yeah, I was in the first ever, yeah, Welsh language role, uh, show of it, yeah. And um, can I ask what role you played in that <laughs> show? I knew you were going to ask me that. <laughs> um, so, I was um, known as Pitain Chwech which means prostitute number six. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I actually said that in my interview with Wales Millennium Centre for my role, and she did laugh. Um, but yeah, so I was like one of the soloists for Lovely Ladies. This week, I'm interviewing Jo. So far, we've heard about her um, her life, basically, going from a young performer with Spotlight, moving on to Billboard, then moving to London to pursue musical theatre as a career, and then returning home. Yeah. Joining a band. Gosh, I sound like I've done a lot. You have, and it's still still a young lady, Jo. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Um, So now I want to talk about your favourite musical theatre performers? I absolutely love Shoshana Bean. Yeah? She is sensational. Um, I've seen her live in a solo concert and I've got all her albums. She was the second, I think, Alphaba on Broadway and I don't know what it is, but her voice is just amazing. I am not a stranger to the dark Hide away They say we don't want your broken parts I've learned to be ashamed of all my scars Run away, they say Cause no one will love you as you are But I won't let them break me down to dust Cause I know that there's a place for us For we are glorious When the sharpest words wanna cut me down I'm gonna send a flood to drown them out I am brave, I am bruised I am who I'm meant to be This is me Look out, cause here I come And I'm marching on the beat I drum I'm not scared to be seen I make no apologies This is me Because 
Yeah, she has got a gorgeous voice, and since you mentioned it to me when we started doing the show, I have listened a bit, and yeah, she's she's special. She is good, isn't she? Yeah. She did a song for Broadway.com, Broadway Live, because she is just finished as Jenna in Waitress on Broadway, Yes, and she did, um, she sang She Used To Be Mine, and there's this, I think it's like one... One forty-five seconds, one minute and forty-five. There's a bit, and it's, it grows, and she she just does something, and you you do feel like there's a lump in your throat, as if like, oh my gosh, she is, yeah, she's something else, man, something else. Uh, okay, so your next top performer. Yeah, I feel like I'm choosing quite a lot of like modern performers yeah. in a way, um, but I do. I, I like to, I listen to the voices. So to me, if the tone's nice, you know, I don't like a harsh tone, that kind of thing. And Hadley Fraser, who I think has the most beautiful voice. Um, and I came across Hadley Fraser for, and in, in, he's been in a few musicals, but um, I've mentioned Scott Allen before. He's kind of like an unknown composer and lyricist. He's quite well known now, but he wasn't. And I remember listening to his album um, and there's a song called Again and it's sang by Hadley Fraser. And my goodness, it's beautiful. The lyrics, the melody. And then when he sings, you just think, you know, his voice is just amazing. Um, so I do, I think Hadley Fraser is, is another performer I, I like to listen to. This is not a perfect world and I know I should not be here Just have to say one thing before you disappear again I love you still I've never stopped, who knows if I will So here I am Hoping you'll come home To me again I 
something, say anything at all. I can't handle the silence. Yes, I know that this is not the place or time, but I can't bear that I may lose you. If I could turn the hands of time and have a chance to right my wrongs, would have loved you twice as much, held you twice as strong. I should have never let you go the night you walked away to leave. But now that we are here. There's one thing that I need to say I love you still I've never stopped, I don't think that I will I don't want to see us So we've had Shoshana Bean mm-hmm. and Hadley Fraser. Yeah. Who's next? So, again, it's very modern. And I think I, I do listen to old school musicals. I don't, it's not all modern. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But people that are coming to my mind at the moment are people like um, Natalie Wise. Yeah. So Natalie Wise was on Pop Idol. She came fifth. Um, but she's toured the UK, not the UK, she's toured the USA, um, like on Les Mis, the tour with the boy from Stranger Things. Okay. Yeah, so, they sh- but she, she's got a massive following because she does stuff on YouTube, um, but she does teach, she teaches singer lessons because she said she either was going to be a performer or she was going to teach. So she's basically does both. And she does have, again, one of those voices that, I mean, she, she does something called Natalie Wise breaking down the riffs. And she teaches you how to break down a riff. Oh, wow. Like that Beyonce might do. And it's really clever because it's something I actually put in, I put into my singing when I watch her. You know, she's yeah. all about how you open your mouth to certain vowels. And so, yeah, it's, um, I think Natalie Wise is definitely someone that I, I enjoy listening to, definitely. And is there a track? Well, there is, because again, she's not released many musical 
theatre numbers, but um, she did cover a song very similar to like Shoshana covering for Scott Allen and Hadley Fraser. Um, Natalie Wise um, performed the song Quiet. And I think that's a really pretty song for us to listen to. What's the perfect balance between yelling too much or not yelling enough so that people don't walk over you? Is it a crime just to want to be nice? To avoid confrontation and show everyone a little respect. Time after time, I find that I'm struggling to tell you what's burning inside. A glimmer of hope that you'll finally see. one more performer from you Joe that's really tough there's so many amazing people out there like Idina Menzel Megan Hilty Kristen Chenoweth I mean I love them all I really do um I think we went to watch it a few weeks back and do you know what it was just amazing and I said it before I've said it in the previous shows um but Leia Salonga definitely has to be there because it was 
honestly, I can't explain how amazing it was just to be in the auditorium. Yeah. It was just her and I think a band of six or seven. And she sang Reflection from Mulan. She sang A Whole New World. And if you just closed your eyes, you it would just it sounded like you're watching the film. That's how she's been performing since she was 18 and she's 48 now. So she's been in the business for 30 years. Yeah. And her voice has not changed. She hit all the high notes. She... She honestly, I can't explain how amazing she was. I'm sorry to rub it in, but um, definitely Leia. I think another one. Good morning, ma'am. 
morning, monsieur. And where are you off to today? The bookshop. I just finished the most wonderful story about a beanstalk That's and an nice. Marie, the baguettes! Hurry up! Look, there she goes, the girl is strange, no question. Days and distracted, can't you tell? Never part of any crime. Cause I had the buns of love. No denying she's a funny girl. And that was Belle's song from Beauty and the Beast. And that was chosen by Joe as, uh, well, one of your favourites, Joe. Yeah, it is one of my favourites. It's, I mean, I love Beauty and the Beast as a Disney animated film. It's at the top with Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. They haven't done a film, they haven't done a musical of that. Um, so, yeah, so I think there's something about Beauty and the Beast. It's magical. I know it's done as panto quite a lot, but I do remember going to see Beauty and the Beast at the Bristol Hippodrome. And I must have been a teenager. And it was just amazing. It was so spectacular. You know, be our guest with the forks and the knives and the spoons and the plates randomly. Yeah. You know, it, very well done. It is really difficult, by the way, to choose tops, like top musicals. I am struggling. Well, I was going to say that now is the time because over the next 20 minutes or so, you've got a few more to pick, Joe. So what's next? I know, I know. So um, I do... Oh, well, I also love Little Shop of Horrors. Lovely, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember doing that when I was 16. It's my GCSE year, and I played one of the divas. Nice. Yeah, so, um, yeah, that was just it's just something about it. This The harmonies, you know, when you've got the three divas singing their socks off and everything, it's just, it's, it's a quirky, quirky show. Yeah. But there is something about it. And like in, I remember watching Hey Mr. Producer and you've got Ellen Green who has played Audrey since, well, I don't know, since she was about 10, near enough, because she just continuously plays the role. Um, and she's sensational every time she does it. I do love Ellen Green. And she is amazing, isn't she? Absolutely incredible. And in it, I mean, I just remember in Hey Mr. Producer and she's like crying. On yeah, the yeah, no, it's, it's so... She does a proper Kim Kardashian ugly cry, but yeah, she gets in the but role. with she's talent in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Don't diss the Kardashians. <laughs> so next up, right? Well, we have played this so many times, so I cannot do it again because we played it last week. I absolutely love Crazy for You. Oh, I think we could probably play it. I don't know. We I don't want to go OTT now with it. I don't know. Other, I... Otherwise, we're going to turn people <laughs> off Crazy for You. And we don't want to do that because it is amazing. I am very much Team Broadway. Ooh. So I know. I'm really sorry about that. But, you know, I think we have played it quite a lot. So, we have. Um, I'll just mention that I love Crazy for You. It's enough. It's amazing. Um, I think, do you know what? Witches of Eastwick. Oh, okay. And that just came to me. I was thinking, 
I remember I was in Ray Dibble. I remember there were three, um, three women that kind of that were very obviously had been part of the show, of the ensemble and part of the group for so long, and they sang "Look at Me" from Witches of Eastwick. To this day, if I go back, those harmonies are just amazing, and I will literally belt my socks off for that. I just think it's beautiful, um, and. The song that I would choose from that, every single song is amazing though, but the one that I think, you know, shows off the harmonies is Look At Me. Look at me And where I started Look at me It's like I've just begun Look at me I'm back at chapter one Yet there's a change that I can see Look at me, look at me Confused but wiser Look at me, look at me Afraid but not alone Scared to move yet standing on my own Inside the light begins to shine thinking about Daryl? No, I wasn't. 
Suki. Huh? Abs. I, I, I pro- Nope. Alex. No, I... Well, look. There's no harm in dreaming. And next up... Oh, next up. So, I'm going really old... Well, old school-ish. Um, tell Me on a Sunday. Ah. Yeah. I like Andrew that. Webber. Yeah. I remember in a singing lesson, I was given the song Tell Me on a Sunday. And at first I was, you know, I just sang it. But the more I sang it, the more I really enjoyed it. And at the age of 17, I auditioned for Lipper, Liverpool Institute of Performing Arts, for a singing diploma. Oh, wow. Um, and that's the song I took up to audition with. And I was offered an unconditional offer, but at the age of 17, no money. Much, uh, like a 10 it? grand um, yeah, yeah. there was nothing like do loans back then it wasn't as loans that you would get nowadays Yeah. Um, so I did turn that down but again that's another song that I enjoyed and it sounds like I love the Denise Van Outen version I do it is, she's really good in it okay honestly so I think yeah tell me on a Sunday Denise Van Outen Denise Van Outen yeah <laughs> not Bernadette Peters sorry no ah okay I know Bern- Bernadette did it lush in Hey Mr Producer but the one that I always go to would be the Denise Van Outen one don't write a letter when you want to leave don't call me at 3am from a friend's apartment I'd like to choose how I hear the news Take me to a park That's covered with trees Tell me on a Sunday, please Let me down easy No big song and dance No long faces, no long looks No deep conversation I know the way We should spend that day Take me to a zoo That's got chimpanzees Tell me Sunday, please Don't want to know who's to blame It won't help knowing Don't want to find day and night Bad enough you're going Don't live in silence With no words at all Drunk and slam the door That's no way to end this I know how I Want you to say goodbye Find a circus ring With a flying trapeze Tell me on a Sunday Please. 
So now it's time for Joe's... Showstopper Sunday! So Joe, what have you chosen and why? Okay, so probably this is like one of my top, along with Crazy For You, obviously. Um, and I think I've said it before, but I absolutely love Wicked. I really do. And I sang to get into LSMT and for my doing the auditions... Um, when I was 20, I sang The Wizard and the Wizard, sorry, and I. And yeah, it's so obviously, and that's what I went out into the auditioning world with. That was my that was party song. piece, as yeah. well as um, Dream Girls, One Night Only. Yeah, oh, I forgot about Dream Girls as well. I love Dream Girls as well, guys. <laughs> um, so yeah, so The Wizard and I, definitely. It's the first solo. It's the first time you actually get to meet Alphaba just before the scene it's just the scene before and then she goes into this full on belty number and um, yeah definitely wisdom I oh Miss Elphaba many years I have waited for a gift like yours to appear why I predict the wizard could make you his magic grand vizier my dear my dear at once to the wizard tell him of you in advance with a talent like yours dear there is a definite chance if you work as you should you'll be making just happen? Have I actually understood this weird quirk I've tried to suppress or hide is a talent that could help me meet the wizard if I make good so I'll make Once I prove my worth And then I meet the wizard What I've waited for since, since birth And with all his wizard wisdom By my looks, he won't be blinded Do you think the wizard is dumb? Or like Munchkin, so 
you're with a wizard No one thinks you're strange No father is not proud of you No sister acts ashamed And all of us have to love you When by the wizard you're acclaimed And this gift or this curse I have inside Maybe at last I'll know why When we are hand in hand The wizard and I One day he'll say to me, Alphaba no secret that uh, Wicked was going to come up somewhere, Joe. And, um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, fantastic song. What's, um, what's next? Hmm, good question, right? What next? What show can we end our show with? Well, obviously I've mentioned Crazy Few. We cannot play that again. <laughs> um, but what we can do is move to some modern numbers, some modern shows. So you mentioned it last week, but I do really like Come From Away. And after speaking to Karen Walters and Paul Brangan, who suggested and obviously had been raving about it, um, I read up and did some research because I'd listened to it before and it didn't think much of it. But after reading the background of the story and then listening to it again, it's absolutely incredible. It's written so well. I just can't believe it. It's just, it's so good. And it's actually quite heartbreaking as well, certain certain numbers in the song. And the fact that you know it's based on a true story, I think makes it even like more, yeah, it's, it's just heartbreaking. Um, but while Come From Away 
is still is one of my top. At the same time that Come From Away came out, I stumbled <laughs> upon Six the Musical. Um, and so I think to end our show, I'd like to end it with the finale number from Six the Musical called Six. But, but, but before we do go to the end and of closing our show, I just want to say a big, big thank you to my mum and dad and brothers for their support during my my move to London because it's a big thing at the age of 20 and without their support I don't think I would have been able to have have done it Um, and a big thank you to my mum bless her for doing all the rehearsal drop-offs from the age of five she was dropping me back and forth to rehearsals sometimes four to five times a week so big shout out and thank you to my mum and again to all friends and family who keep supporting me um, throughout this time and obviously through uh, the band so yeah Thanks so much. The tune of on traps. I'm just kidding, we're called the Roiling Stones. <laughs> we're one of a kind, no category. Too many years lost in history. We're free to take our crowning glory for five more minutes. We're six. What a shame, yeah, my face, it cost me the in my hometown is made for super high but i showed them how to party now on my tour of prussia everybody gets down music man tried it on and i was like bye so i thought who needs him i can give it a try i learned everything now all i do is sing and i'll do that until i die heard all about these rocky chicks loved every song Change the prefix, everybody knows.